0: Jason, as it is every single week, Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to the fine people of Lee Summit by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Hey, I don't know, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but they're doing some stuff to support the community. I, I am, I am, for one, shocked
1: that there is nice things going on in this budget blinds establishment.
0: I know. They're good people. All this month. Leading up to the Fourth Friday event in downtown, they are supporting KC Pet Project. Matter of fact, you know what they're going to call it? What are they going to call it? Least Summit Fourth Friday's Art for a Paws. Art for Paws! It's a, it's a, that's a dad-level joke. That is. I, did, I actually changed into my dad jeans just to make that joke. Just to make that joke. Right, right. So, hey. That event is going to happen at the Budget Blinds location on Southeast Main Street in downtown Lee Summit. They're going to have an artist, Ashley Corbello, specializes in pet portraits. And if you haven't seen them, they're really, really, really good. There's a great one she did of the uh, the owner's family of their dog. Bert. Of their dog. Well, you know, oh, Bert, It's a good one. I, oh, I thought Jim was the pet for the family. No. Okay. No. no. <laughs> Hey, you might have seen her work before, too. It's been at the Westport and Summit Art Festivals before. There's going to be T-shirts from Mission Driven Goods, drinks provided by the fine people at the W Speakeasy Bar here. You now have my attention, sir. There we go. They're accepting donations for KC Pet Project. If you want to see a list of needed items. Because they always need stuff. They always need stuff. So if you're you're curious as to what you donate to this kind of thing, head to kcpetproject.org. I mean, and whatever all
1: the is on the list, and don't forget the also always welcome, cash money.
0: Cash people like cash. And speaking of cash, all this month, one dollar per blind purchased in the month of June goes to KC Pet Project. So, you are, if you are
1: anywhere in the neighborhood of thinking about purchasing blinds for your home, upgrading either technologically, stylistically, or just you know maybe putting blinds on the window for the very first time. Now's the time to do it. Because not only will you get high quality blinds from real live, nice folks and experts, but you're going to do a little
0: good on the side. It's time, Jason, for you to replace the sheet with real blinds. Look, college days will never end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go see our good friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them, Jason, Nick's you...
1: Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast of make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always I am joined by a man who is the new mayor of Kansas City Missouri. <laughs> it's Nick Parker the publisher of Link to Lee's You know
0: usually I'm ready for you to do something that might embarrass me or like throw a weird curveball. I've now finally gotten offensive. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this that would not be a good thing. Nobody wants me to be mayor. Well, never.
1: Not, not only that. I am I am just grateful that that election is now over so that I can stop saying ads and then articles about the ads and then articles about the follow-up to the ads to the ads and the responses and all the things. It was it was like the
0: worst this I time. You know, if we did our show in Kansas City, I might want to stop it because that was a weird election. That was. And it, it ended
1: way less close than I would have anticipated, though. I honestly had no idea who was going to win it. But that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about for the moment is Link to the Summit, which is the s- source for all the news you need. About this very fine. By the way,
0: thanks thanks for stumbling over that. You really gave me a nod of approval there with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nick, news good. All right, how's that? Uh, our unofficial sponsor today are reporters who apparently are like the Tyrannosaurus Rex from
0: Jurassic Park. They can't see you
1: unless you move. <laughs>
0: That's a little 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 inside humor, but it, it but it but it's true. I thought I was going to get a really good interview before this show, and then the TV people they saw me moving in and they they. They pounced. They pounced and they ruined what was going to be a really good opportunity. Jurassic Press. I, can I just tell you something? I'm a reporter. I'm a news guy. I have been for 20 plus years. I hate press conferences. They're not great. You don't really get to ask good questions, nor do you get good answers. Honestly, that's like half the reason
1: we continue to do the podcast, why we do our live town hall, town hall, town halls, is because we like to be able to ask different and good questions. And it's really hard sort of under a lot of the – what you'll call the sort of traditional old-school media to get those questions asked and and even harder to get them answered. Uh, But, you know,
0: there you are. You now are – a recent example set up for you. Hey, it's been a while since we've had a live town hall, town hall. I'd maybe like some feedback from some listeners. What's what's the next topic? What should we do? Where should we go? Who should we talk to?
1: I know nobody's going to want to talk about the school district.
0: You know, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, is it the school district? Are there some other hot topics, some other big things that maybe we need to be talking about in the community? So I'd like a little feedback, actually, from our fine listeners. What should the next live town hall town hall be? Who should we go to and who should we talk to? We will definitely take suggestions. All right. Hey, before we get into our show, we, 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 we moved back a day, Jason, because there was something something kind of happening Are you around gonna hold, town.
1: We're not going to talk about it just yet, though. But
0: before we get there. Some you know we like to start with little 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 notes, some teasers, some things coming up. This next one, Jason, I know you're excited about.
1: I am. It's the airport and the airport open house. June 22nd, nine to two at the Lee Summit Municipal Airport, which is on Line Weber Road. Which I don't know that I pronounced that correctly, but the airport. It's up at the airport. I think that's probably the best way for you to describe it as a whole. Um, Now, I live close enough to the airport that we get like a lot. We see a lot of the traffic that comes by. And even now, at the grizzled old age of not quite half a century old, I still get interested and momentarily excited watching planes fly over.
0: I I still want to run outside. Like,
1: what kind of plane is it? What's it doing? What's it doing? Yeah, what is it? Is it a is it a prop? Is it a jet? Is
0: it big? Is it small? What kind of thing is it? it doing tricks? Yeah, is it going to write my name in the sky? That's really what I want to
1: know. No, the answer is no. It's not going to write your name in the sky. Hey,
0: that's a free event, Jason. Kids activities, food vendors. I know that gets you. Yeah, well, food Food vendors. There's going to be a flight demonstration. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff. I don't know if you guys have looked up. If you've looked up this week, you've seen a lot of planes coming in. This is going to be a cool event.
1: I can speak from anecdotal evidence. The traffic at the airport has increased in the last year or so. So I think the new runway really does, has had, you know, we're often promised things in our economic development speeches, right? You know, if we do this, it'll have this knock-on effect for the, the rest of the community. Literally, building this bigger and better runway has led to more plane traffic coming into the airport. So, you know, good on the city for giving us the straight scoop.
0: Hey, another good on the city. Last week, they approved the budget for 2020. They did. That's a good thing. Total budget for 2020 fiscal year is going to be $231 million, Jason. That's a lot of my tax dollars. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit, but I just wanted to bring it up one more time.
1: It is too, you know. It covers daily our the day to day operations of the government, capital improvements, so the stuff they're building, repairing roads, that kind of stuff. Pay some back debts. Uh, deals with and, and some various and sundry other way less exciting uh, bits of governmental budget minutia.
0: And one last thing before we get into the meat of the show, Jason Thursday, June twenty seventh, your chance to rock the amp. In patriotic style. Legacy Park Amphitheater, June 27th, we get the Missouri National Guard 135th Army Band playing. The Bear Brass, which is an ar- ensemble, and Fire for Effect, the group's rock band, will be playing for free.
1: For free. For Out free. at Free Legacy
0: performances Park. at Legacy Park. So that's going to be good.
1: Raise your hand if you didn't know before just now that the... Uh, Missouri National Guard's 135th Army Band has a rock band as a component.
0: Yeah, I'm raising my hand. That's me, man.
1: I did that. I had no idea. I I figured they had like a brass band and some other things of that nature, but I did not know they went all the way to rock band. So that's something that would be interesting to to run out to the park to see a little free thing. All right, Jason. (sighs)
0: Should I stop teasing the people?
1: Uh, Yes.
0: Okay. So we pushed our podcast – not launch date, but our, our posting date back by one day this week because there was a special se- session of the Lee Summit R7 School District's Board of Education on Wednesday night. And specifically? Specifically, this was for one agenda item. This was to bring back the question of will they enter into a contract with education educational equity consultants. So this was... The, the the recommended consultant for the equity plan that came before the and presented to the to to the board in May and the board opted not to go with the recommendation. Now Nick, I
1: got to pause you here for a second. Who's talked about this in the last month? Nobody. I don't know. I mean, it's like it just kind of
0: came in,
1: it got voted down. Nobody's had any conversation. There's been no dissension. <laughs> it's been a topic of very little talk. I don't know what why we're even having I, this. I month. don't know why you're doing this sarcasm. Did we, why thing? did you delay me a day?
0: Sarcasm for this. Is so not in your, your wheelhouse. It's like the only way I speak. What are you talking about? <laughs> so here we go. I, I before we before we get into it, let's just say it came back and the board voted on Wednesday night, six to one to enter into that contract. So here we go. All right. So So but before we talk about who voted what, who was the loan to center, and what it means, let's just do a quick rewind, Jason. How did we get here? Oh, well And quick, so I'm timing you. All right,
1: so I'm going to say this. There were a number of stumbles along the way. How's that? So uh, in May, at the regular scheduled board meeting, they had the recommended – the EEC was brought forth as the recommended equity consultant uh, for the district. They gave their presentation. The board voted four to three to not hire them. Um, There was a lot of things that were said. It created a lot of – Uh, dissension and upset throughout the course of the the following weeks. There was a work session that followed that following week, which accomplished, I think we can safely say, nothing. Uh, And then there was a great deal of time. So this last week, last Friday on the 13th, the school board had a work session, followed it up with another work session on Monday to dig deeper into the processes and questions about, you know, raising concerns and, and what the issues were to, about why they may or may not want to bring this back, leading up to the very short, as it turned out, work session this evening.
0: Yeah, I think it's the the only Board of Education or city council meeting I've been to in many long years covering things in this town that was less than an hour, way less. It was about 12 minutes.
1: Yeah, I've had I've had planning commission meetings that short, but those are much
0: different right and uh, and
1: i'll say much less loaded with internal controversy
0: <laughs> so that was, it's a special session one thing on the agenda there in a special session there are no public comments so they can just kind of get through it right right um, they talked in the in the work session about if we bring this back we have to be ready to pass it i think you know that this this work session this this these two work sessions kind of a retreat if you will for the for the board were led by a couple of representatives from the missouri school boards association and one of the things she told them was if you're going to bring it back be ready to pass it because if you don't pass it there are repercussions like it just optics it looks bad and you and i have talked about optics a lot and and we've pretty much beaten optics we've beaten that horse right (laughs) um so i think as soon as we saw that unanimous vote to bring it back we knew it was gonna pass i mean you you can't always guarantee that right we've seen we've seen people change their votes at the last second but but i think we we all had a pretty good idea that they were ready to to do this thing so let, let everybody voted yes this time with the exception of Judy Hedrick, who who was one of the four no votes previously, she kept her no vote. And here's one thing I want to talk about this, Jason, is that we talk a lot about the comments and the discussion portion of these votes, whether it's city council or, or, or school board, that... Not only is that an opportunity to to ask questions and to kind of have some back and forth between those that sit on the dais, but it is also an opportunity for them to put their reasons for voting yay or nay on the public record. This is how we as the public know what they're doing and why they're doing it. We did not hear during discussion, we did not hear from Judy Hedrick, nor did we hear from Julie Doan, who was managing the meeting and and. I'm gonna say this, probably on purpose. Didn't say a lot. It took all of the reporters swarming up to the dais after the after the meeting was adjourned to ask Judy and to get a reason for her vote no. And her her reason given was was that she didn't feel that they that EEC and the the work they were going to do were were inclusive enough of all groups.
1: Okay, so here's the, I, I have two problems here. Um, one is, and, and I'll dispatch with it very quickly. I, I don't, uh, I don't find her stated reason particularly believable, but we're, we're going to skip that for a moment and go into the, 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 the real core thing. And we have criticized, I, I know specifically we have criticized members of city council for giving what we'll call dissenting votes and not speaking as to the reasons why
0: they gave those votes. Um, and, and I'm it, a big proponent of dissenting votes. I mean, if you if 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 you don't believe in the motion, vote no. That's fine, right? Because, but you need to put your reasons on the record. Absolutely. And even if she had gotten up
1: and given the same set of explanations that she gave to the press, um, to on the public record, that would have been. While once again, it may have come across as unsatisfactory to many, like what the reason is itself. At least it's on the record, and and so choosing only to speak about the matter after the public record is over to the press is it's a bad look. Um, no, that's that that's giving your
0: reason only because you kind of had to,
1: right? It's or or even you know trying to do it in a way that avoids a lot of potential public scrutiny, right? I mean, it honestly, I, more people will see the news article than they the you know the news article than will read a transcript of the minutes right. of, of this work session, but in the overall scheme of things, it's really important for members, especially on these sorts of controversial votes and on these. And when you are in a, in a dissenting position like that to, to put your record forth and, and give that out there. And I think we had a similar criticism of um, school board member Hedrick the last time as we didn't really, she never really gave an explanation at the original vote she talked about some things but she never really said this is why i'm voting against it um for these reasons she didn't do it then she didn't do it this way and hopefully well
0: and she came back when they had their kind of i'm going to call it the emergency special meeting um right after that original no vote she did come back into that one and try to try to explain so I had kind of hoped that maybe that was a lesson for, for a lot of elected officials, that you've got to put that stuff on the record, that it's, right.
1: a, it's important to the people. And In all honesty, and if you don't have the courage to put it on the record, then you either need to vote in favor of it or you need to get off the board and put someone there who will actually put their
0: reasons why on the public record. Okay, well, that leads me then. I want to talk a little bit about the power of the dissenting vote. And the reason for it i saw some chatter after the meeting on on social medias and yeah i know i'm sorry i i went into comments (laughs) i read comments nick we keep trying to teach you but there were some people asking the question why did she why did she still vote no when she knew it wasn't gonna make a difference i don't i don't understand that question or that line of thinking i think if you vote if you feel no you should vote how you feel like, like you need to vote your conscience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think it's important that people vote whether or not it's going to make a difference in the final tally or mm-hmm. not?
1: Well, I mean, I think for the same reason as before it, and I think the people who would have that idea is why they, it comes with this sort of, I think built in background understanding is you're going to take some heat for being the no vote, right. On this particular subject matter, the tide of public opinion sort of, even if you just in in the overall media coverage and and all the things is that you know the no vote's going to take more heat than a yes vote in this particular in this particular process so to have the courage of your convictions to say no is a worthwhile thing to do right you you should let it be known if it's not unanimous i mean so let's let's take that for instance the we have referred to on number of occasions on our podcast, the fact that the equity plan itself was passed seven zero. Now it's a different, you know, only there are, there's a two member gap. In it's the a
0: changed board.
1: It's a change board. So I'm not, I'm not criticizing the board in for having people taking a different position than they had before. But you know, if there was a person on that board who was unsure or, or felt that they couldn't say no, to something that they had significant reservations about, that would be a problem, right? Then we don't know. It looks like it's a unanimous thing. And and all we have is the public record in the overall scheme of things to say, you know, that. Even if you get the record where someone says, you know, I'm going to vote in favor of this, but I have the following reservations, um, it would be a fan, you know, that would be something. But, you know, when you see just a, it passed seven, nothing, we'll, we'll deal with that. Um, it looks a little bit different going forward than a 6-1 or a 5-2 or a 4-3 vote. As, and I also, as
0: think, that. I also think that, that while I, I wish the reason for, had been on the record, I also think there's something good to know, too, that the no is on the record. So that as you go forward and you have conversations and when people like you and I get to ask questions, that's part of the questioning is, okay, you, you, you said no here. How does that affect wherever we're at now? In the future, right.
1: or how you know how how has the process affected the strongest skeptic of right. the process? You know that's something that's a it's a useful piece of information
0: to have going forward um, as we get to that to that point. You had uh, you'd you'd make a made a joke earlier when we were talking. You you, you laughed about how not not many people are going to um, read the minutes, mm-hmm. and that made me think of what we do now. A lot of is we we watch video, right? Right. Uh I live streamed um, and I'm going to apologize to everyone again. I, I I broke my little phone clip so the phone turned sideways and it was it was a sideways live stream oh. of the deal new you, video new you recorded posted in portrait not yeah. landscape yeah oh you're the worst yeah uh well no, no no the phone turned landscape and facebook live only does oh my God. Portrait. Oh. So, anyway oh um, that, that hurts my soul right so new videos new video is available on there i, I fixed it when i got home i you know re-edited and, and put up there but I have a question, because video is what we do now, right? People people watch the videos. They they listen to podcasts. Hint, well, hint, what, hint, what hint, time hint. did the meeting start this evening? The meeting started at 6. So here's my question, really, and I should be asking this question to the school district, and I will. Right now, the district really only does video of regular sessions, not work sessions, not special sessions. So tonight's meeting the recording won't be available on the school's channels. This is a topic that has swallowed much of the community for many, many, many months. And not only just in our community, people we're we're worried about how people outside of Lee Summit are looking at us because of this. Why are we not providing the people with a way to pay attention and to 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 see what's happening in the public eye, these things. Why is that not a thing?
1: I, I can't agree with you more. Um, it, I think, you know, in the default, in the way we consume, it's not easy for everybody to get to a 6 o'clock on Wednesday meeting that was, you know, short-scheduled, uh, and or in just 6 o'clock. I had a prior conflict. I could not attend. Uh, you did not, so you could have, but very easily, any one of us, there wasn't that many people in the audience, I would presume. And and so it's it's very difficult to see it. It's, it's not, you don't get a word-for-word word transcript, and that's incredibly time-consuming to consume anyway. And so the norm has become we put these things on video. And, you know, the work sessions were either, you know, all these things have either been in the Stansbury Leadership Center center where there is cameras or have they had some session they had a session at the missouri innovation campus which is larded with technology and, and people who can use that technology. and people who can use and op- operate that technology so there really is no excuse not to have posted it um i i personally got the impression that, that some of these things because some meetings are broadcast and some are not that you know that it almost felt like they were avoiding the controversial stuff And I don't believe that that's what they're doing. I think they're just following their policy. No, but that
0: gets us back to that topic of optics. Again, it may not be what they're doing, but that's what it looks like. Right. And unfortunately, in this world of social media and of we post things within seconds of knowing that they happen, perception really becomes reality. Right, and that's, that's not a good thing. But you've got to, as an, an organization like the school school district, you have to think of those things.
1: Right, and and I will say that you know the the school board with the prior superintendent, one of the buzzwords that came through that, and and one that our friend and guest columnist John Bedoin can consistently rings the bell on is transparency, and and to have that transparency is is an important thing, and it, just to have the appearance of the transparency, you know, the video is available, you can watch it. It's, it's incredibly low cost in the overall scheme of things. We're not ansing, asking for fancy editing or a whole bunch of multiple camera shots. It could literally be for work sessions, one camera that views the entire dais, they have the session, and away we go. It's not that difficult to do with the audio recording to, to go with it. Or an audio transcript would also be available You know, if you wanted to do it that way. Anything that would get you the actual meat of the meeting um, in a relatively timely fashion that you could consume in a way that is digestible to you, gets more people informed, and that's better.
0: Well, and, and that goes to a premise of our show, is the more ways that we can get the people of the community involved in the process, the better. And, and I think, you know, while you and I always encourage residents to get involved, I think I think also we're encouraging the the public entities as well to do everything they can to keep people involved.
1: I, I agree wholeheartedly, and so I will say this: we'll we'll make this stance right here. This is a call to the board of education to pass a policy that requires that all of their public meetings be broadcast, or if not broadcast, or recorded live, in some way, recorded and posted for public consumption
0: in a timely fashion. Amen. I want to I I I want to stick on kind of a theme that I that I just picked up on there about about kind of uh, a mission. Of this podcast, when we uh, when we started the show, when you convinced me to do a podcast instead of making you write, I have won that. By the way, <laughs> our initial mission was was to create a place to to get past the the noise and the rhetoric and the, the the loud voices that don't always represent the majority. To dig past that and get to the real conversations, the real issue of of, of whatever the matter is. I don't know that any of us have been able to do that over the course of the last several months when we're talking about our school district. We have been locked into a conversation of whether or not we can talk about race. And I'm sure it's clear that, that I kind of feel like, personally, I feel like we should be having this conversation, that there has been evidence that we need to as a community. But that is not, I think... I don't know if that's the thing that should have been the main topic because we've been locked into this one thing. I feel like we've missed a lot of other things. We haven't talked about the as many of the details of the things going on with the CFMP process. I messed it up again. Yeah, it's down brand. <laughs> yeah. Um and and then even when you when you when you talk about the um when you talk about the studies and the gap and 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 what we've looked at about where race does play a role in that in that data right there are other factors that i feel like we haven't talked about because we're just talking about this one thing and this one thing is part of it and even in that presentation from from the eec representative in may he even said this is one small part of the big equity plan. So my question to you Jason is this. Have we lost sight of the real plan of the 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 mission that the district has adopted because we're so hyper focused on whether or not we can talk about this one thing? Uh
1: I I think at least temporarily we have. Um but it's you leave an open question there. Uh the and and I don't want to. And I apologize for that because that's no, not that's fine. not what I should no, do. You, you, it leaves it leaves the it leaves the next question available is, you know, and, and I don't know that this is all that germane at this point because we've had the vote, um, and and we're we're starting down the road, and so we'll we're going to get to where we're going to get to, um, here in a bit, but we. But, had,
0: but I think that sets up a lesson. But for I us think, as we move forward. But I, I
1: would I would say it this way. I guess I'll I'll, I'll come back around. It's like I. I Part of me wants to leap to, well, whose fault is it, right? Is it the person who says we do need to have a conversation that involves race or is it the person who says, no, we don't need to
0: talk about race? And but is, isn't, that, isn't that the bigger problem is that we're finding we, we have to have a blame? Well, no. I think it's the problem is is we're fighting over whether or not to talk
1: about a thing in the first place and not actually just talking about the thing um, or getting the conversation on there. And, and so we got so bogged down in um, – the hurt feelings or potential hurt feelings of the school board, not just not the people in the district necessarily even, but the school board that we lose track of why we're doing the work, which is and, and everybody keeps giving the lip service back to the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. Well,
0: Let me ask you this. Why are you drawing a line of distinction between the feelings of the people? And the feelings of the school board. I think that we had a, a, a several sets of
1: demonstrations through the, the original meeting where the vote was held. Um, a lot of the tensions that have been uh, voiced at the school board even all the way back through, you know, 2018 – and, and, and in the process since the May school board meeting where the feelings and the, the personal discomfort with these topics of the actual school board members themselves has been more salient to the conversation than the temperature or the nature of the community or, in the end, the impact on the students, which is the whole point of the thing. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, Julie Doane at that meeting in the beginning just to, to rattle off a couple, you know, talked about, I, I'm not comfortable talking about privilege. You know, to which, forget all of the other things she said. The response to that should be from the community. I don't care whether or not you're comfortable. This is a conversation that we're having. as part of the deal. We get to have this conversation. We had one of our school board members comment and raise the possibility of putting in, of clause in the contract with a consultant to protect his feelings. They just want to feel blamed and shamed, I believe was the language that was used. So at a certain point, we, the, the school board members personalized the concerns and the feelings, and they let those personalized feelings impact the way we went through this process. And that's not their job. So I think to the extent we let that happen, is that that there in and of itself is what gets us away from the actual mission the actual goal of
0: improving student experience i want to stretch that a little bit because i wonder if the personalization really stretches to to beyond even even the school board members and to to the people who have been having these conversations whether they're you know, in co- coffee shops, at backyard barbecues, over social media, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Is that there has been an in a, there? There is an inability to talk about the issue because of an overpersonalization and only looking through a very narrow self perspective of the things I see, the things I know that happen on my street. And because of that, it's so hard to 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 validate and to think of the other perspectives. And has that kept us from having conversa- real conversation?
1: Uh yes. But I, I will I will throw the other. I'll, I'll give a different spin on that. It matters. I think we have to split between you know those of us, and and I definitely include you and I in this conversation who have. I'll call it the cultural advantages that that exist in our in our society, and those who are in the disadvantaged positions, um, and that and to broaden that, that's not just. I mean, race is the one that gets everybody's temperature raising the fastest, but it includes all the others. And so, the personal experience of the of a person who is just you know has a cultural disadvantage, whether it's racial or gender or religious or. Uh, you know, physical ability or poverty or whatever the thing is has a different experience than, than you or I might have had. Were we going through the same sets? And th- certainly a very different experience than you and I had when we were in high school 174 years ago. Um, and, and so personal experience matters. But there are, it, it becomes, and, and this is, I think, the, the gist of the work that they'll do in the end is there comes a point where we have to be able to, we have to recognize that those feelings exist, but then step above them and figure out what the, what the end product is and how we get there, right? We have to be able to rise above our initial feelings of, of defensiveness or of hurt or of, of bad experience and say, okay, now what can we do together to do this work? going forward and and that is a that is not the easiest thing in the world to do I mean we you know I don't want I I am disappointed in in the the words and actions of many of our school board members through this process um but it's not a surprise um in, in that regard because this is very difficult stuff it's hard and they are a a first level example and, and they made that, uh, you know, Mike Allen made that comment and and others have made that comment in the process that the school board is the first ones that get to do this work and good because they're the ones who are going to hopefully by example, lead us through this process going forward.
0: Well, and I, and I think that's the big thing. And that's kind of where, where I want to, I want us to talk as we wrap, as we wrap things up is going forward is, is what's next. Um, as as you as you referenced, uh, Doctor Carpenter moved, and so all of the press pounced, <laughs> um, and and there were there were a lot of questions, and honestly, most of the most of the the TV people were were focused on the 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 extreme perspective questions, right? they wanted to talk about the optics. One of the things uh, one of the things I did ask at the very end of, of him was, what does this mean? So what really happens next? And his answer to me was we're gonna start as early as Thursday calling calling the consultant, getting getting things signed and and planning the schedule so that we can get the training started. They'll start with they'll start with the school board and the leadership team and then they will go with with picking teachers and staff to, to, to make this group. Um, EEC had recommended groups of about 40. Um, during the work session on Monday the school board asked why isn't it more why don't we do bigger groups to try to get a bigger you know snapshot uh, uh, of the district and three members of the of the RFP committee, um, were, were present at this work session and answered some of the questions. And, and, and I'm not going to get into a lot of the whys and hows of that. I, that was a, a weird thing in its own. But, but the answer was, when they asked EEC that, they said, because if we get more, we don't get the authentic questions or answers. The smaller groups, people feel safer. There's more one-on-one. They feel, they feel a sense of acceptance when they're honest. And so these smaller groups they feel are going to get a more authentic set of answers from people in the school district. So that's where they're going to start from there.
1: And that's good. And so I, I want to I wanna put a couple of things on us here. So we, I think we want to say, look, in the end, we, the, the process has been less than ideal, um, longer than it probably should have taken. But at this point, I think they've reached the point which I think was the point that they probably should have gotten to in the first place is to accept the recommendations of the staff and the group that did the work on the RFP and hire the consultant and, and there. So the question now shifts, right, in, from why in the world did we ha- are we going through this? Why, are we, why did this not happen? What, what in the world possesses you to say those things out loud? All the stuff that we've covered. And we move into what's, where do we go from here? And so I think, and the challenge for the school board is by the time we come around next year, right? This, this contract is a one-year contract with the option to renew multiple times. What's the difference between June, May and June of 2019 and May and June of 2020? We get through all that work. You know what? Where where do we see the difference? Is it made a difference in the way that the school board approaches things, and the first wave of teachers, and the administrative staff, and all the people that are going to go through
0: the various levels of work? Right. And and what this training, what they what they've talked about, what the the consultant has talked about, and what what the superintendent, Dr. Carpenter, has talked about, is this is training to basically kind of let people see things through a different lens. So it's more of opening your eyes to, to notice things and to notice maybe a why somebody acts a different way or or why they're answering questions a different way than you expect. And so then that will be passed on from that core group of teachers then to 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 other staff throughout right. the district.
1: And and through if they go through the multiple years it'll spread and spread and then they'll train the trainers and, and go from there. But and I think that the, then the question becomes is I, I think we can all safely say that the conversation that was had up through this process over the last month or so has not been a good one. We did not have at the board level, and in the community, we did not have a good healthy conversation. Will the next conversation that we have, when we talk about, well, let's look at this work that we've done and do we wanna do more with this group? Will that conversation be a healthy, productive conversation in a way that differentiates itself from the conversation we had this last year? And
0: my question is, is the- Will the answers be not just a result of what happened with the consultant and that training, but also will, will the answers be from lessons learned from this process? Will the leaders of our district, whether they be members of the Board of Education, whether it be the superintendent and his leadership team, will the leaders of our school district have learned some lessons about how the conversation went this time and how they involved the public this time? Will they have learned some lessons and do things differently so that maybe the next time we have these conversations, the next time we have to talk about race or any other difficult conversations? There are, there are lots of difficult topics out there. This just happens to be the one of the moment. Will they approach it differently? Will they try to engage the people differently? And then will we engage differently as, as, as the residents, as the voters?
1: I think so. And I will say this now. So with all this, we got derailed. Um, we, had, we had planned um, when we started this process after the equity plan was done, as the consultant was, well, theoretically then at the time was about to come online and all that. We were in the process. We had had the first set of this, the first of these interviews to talk to a lot of the constituent groups that have formed um, and coalesce through the th- in and around our community about this process and how they're going through it and what their, what their angle on it is, what their take on it is, and what have you. And I think rightly so. We derailed that particular conversation to figure out this stuff and, and, and talk about school board and all that. But now we're done with that. The vote has happened. The consultant will be coming in, presumably here in the very short-term future, and, and we'll be able to move into that. So we are going to get back on our track. As well, um, so we're going to start looking to talk to some of these other uh, groups of folks or representatives from that to have those conversations. We, we will try. Um, well, I'm not going to guarantee success, but we're going to try to at least get someone from the consultant group to come in and, and talk about that and to us and answer our questions, not just the questions from the uh, from the school board, and and see how that goes as well. So we're looking forward to being able to now engage this process as it goes along as
0: well. That's going to wrap up our show for this week. We thank everybody for listening. We hope you will catch us next time. I, I, I want to offer one last apology. We didn't have our Monday news edition this week. Uh, we had a little, little technical difficulties. I just I just figured it out finally. I had a bad cable. A
1: good craftsman never blames his tools Name?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I got to order a new cable for Amazon. So uh, we will be back on Friday. Talk to you guys then. Jason, our episode is sponsored by Shred Casey. Shred Casey. Hey, I, I, I've tried not to make the last few talks about Shred about me, but I'm going to bring it back to me.
1: Honestly, I'm so amazed that you kept it away from me for that long.
0: <laughs> so, we know that I've been I've been trying to lose some weight, been trying to get fit again. Had a little you know a little setback a little little stumble as I try this because I, I I broke my arm around Christmas time and I've been trying to come back I've been holding steady about 35 pounds lost since January 1. I'm still feeling good hey steady is good steady steady is good after you've lost 35 steady is steady's all right steady's all right but I'm trying to get to the point where I can I can use my arms to lift weights again big milestone are you ready for this one yes sir I graduated from a four pound dumbbell to a seven pound dumbbell my arm it'd be healing nick
1: park a big band big band i i
0: i i I sent ryan the good owner and proprietor there at shred kc i I sent him a text and said i i'm almost i'm almost ready for the weightlifting show now all right well i um
1: when you get on the weightlifting show you you just let me know because I will listen to that and, and write down words and make fun of you for it. It'll be fantastic.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the reason I bring this up is because I said that to Ryan and Ryan Ryan laughed at me, but you know he should have. But he's been great about this. You know I am not not a physically fit guy. I I've been sitting on my duff for 20 years. I, I broke my arm. Been trying to come back, but he's still been really supportive. And and even though he looks as intimidating and big as he is, he's been he has been great to work with. And that's the kind of people and the trainers you see at ShredKC. They will they will support you and motivate you no matter what style your body is and how you want to want to go about it.
1: And honestly, that uh, the the judgment-free meet you where you are stuff is is the kind of thing that is really a good foundation for success because you get the accountability. But you get it in a way that is helpful and supportive, and that's pretty good stuff. Well,
0: and let's face it. The real reason most of us don't get back into shape, don't go to the gym and do those things. Is because we like cheese fries? Well, that too. <laughs> Self-shame. We're intimidated. We don't want somebody who is already there to look down on us and judge us because we're not there anymore. We aren't what we used to be or we aren't what we want to be. And so to find people that are supportive and helpful, that's a big thing.
1: So what we're saying is, if you're look, looking to get fit, you should go see our good friends Shreik KC.
0: Tell him Jason Nixon. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry, a proud member of the Fredcast Network. You can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at link 2 Lee's Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall.